Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. Today's guest, Allison Melody, is an eco-entrepreneur with a passion for film, fitness, and food. Her endeavors include podcast hosting, filmmaking, and motivational speaking. Allison hosts the top-ranked Food Heals podcast, owns the film production company Melody Productions, and speaks at events across the U.S. and Europe. She is currently directing Food Heals, a documentary that follows several inspiring individuals who have used nutrition and alternative medicine to heal themselves of chronic, degenerative, and terminal disease. She speaks at numerous events such as Podcast Movement, High Vibe Live, New Media Summit, Spirit Junkie Masterclass, just to name a few. Allison, excited to have you on. Great. I'm so excited to be here with you. Glad we could get this thing going. Yeah. I know our listeners are going to be very excited. Uh, definitely giving a little different perspective today. And sure. um, could you tell everybody a little bit more about you? Maybe you got something you want to tell that people might not know from just a traditional bio or... Absolutely. You know, everything I do stems from the trauma that I've had in my life. And so right now, you know, you've read this beautiful bio about me. Thank you. And, you know, it sounds like I'm this super successful entrepreneur, but it all stems from a place of I'm so driven because I'm so motivated because of what I've been through in the past. And that has truly made me who I am today. And so I actually lost both of my parents at a young age. Uh, by the time I was 25, I had lost them both to cancer. And through the process of going through grief and realizing that Western medicine did not have the answer to cure cancer, I realized that I had to be on a mission to figure out how to live the most healthy, vibrant life I could and share that information with others because I didn't want anyone else to have to go through what I watched them go through and what I went through as a daughter. And so that drives everything that I do today. Wow. Well, that is definitely compelling. And uh, we all, yeah. we all, we all have something, uh, some, some bigger than others. Yours is definitely not something that's overlooked. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, well, when did you realize that you had enough, enough of the previous jobs you did in your life, you know, enough of the nine to five and took the bull by the horns, right. And just uh, started doing your own thing. Yeah. Well, um, I was lucky enough to be raised by a father who basically taught me about entrepreneurship without ever using the word entrepreneur. It was more like, build a business, have people run it, take the profits off the top. And so that's what he did. And he ran multiple businesses as I was growing up. And so that was always instilled in me that I could do something on my own. And so I really give him a lot of credit for, you know, my entrepreneurial endeavors today. Um, but I think I've had enough so many times, even in the entrepreneurial world. So I know that this show is all about, you know, quitting your nine to five and doing what you love. And I never actually had to quit the nine to five because I never started with a nine to five. I've always been my own boss. And that came from just like I said, a place of seeing my dad do it, seeing him be successful at it. 
but oh Lord, have I quit my clients. Okay. (laughs) So there have been times where dealing with a client in the film production industry has felt like a full-time job. And it has felt like I had a boss telling me what to do that was never satisfied. And I did not want to be in that situation. And so Many times in my life, I've had to let go of clients that were not serving my higher purpose and were really that negative energy was bringing down all aspects of my life. And it's hard to say goodbye to consistent income, but sometimes we have to do it. And what happens is that creates space for us to do what we're truly meant to do in the world. It really creates the space for us to be creative. And so I've reinvented myself and done that multiple times. So I've I've theoretically quit the nine to five probably three or four times. And each time it's been a blessing, even though it was scary at the time. So did you know what you were getting yourself into? Did you know what you were doing next? Like, did you, since you didn't really quit a nine to five, were there numerous uh, different types of entrepreneurial endeavors you went through before you found the right ones? Yeah, absolutely. I'm still going through the Miro. You know, I'm a work in progress. It's like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I've created um, multiple businesses and tried different things. And I kind of stick with what works and let go of what doesn't. But it's always a learning experience. And so, you know, I can think of one time where I let go of a big client and I had my other small clients, but it wasn't like enough. It wasn't as big as what I needed to continue my lifestyle the way that I had been living it and basically pay the rent on time. So it's a risk. It's a gamble. Um, but luckily, I've fallen into something else each time. And I would say the biggest transition for me has been I've run a film production company for 12 years. And three years ago, I decided to start the Food Heals podcast. And as a fellow podcaster, you know, what it's like to start a podcast. And it's not just we record some interviews and put them online and hope people listen. It was a full-time job trying to figure out the marketing and monetization strategies, uh, doing all of the interviews, getting all of the content ready, and then creating a content strategy around that. So that was risky because you know I just poured all my own time and money into it and hoped that it would hit. And luckily it did. And I was able to create another source of income besides the production company. And that really showed me that, wow, I can build multiple businesses and keep making money and keep myself in a creative space um, as many times as I want to. And so that was really encouraging for me to learn that look, like, look, we can create anything we want at any time. Uh, The podcast led to all kinds of different amazing things like speaking gigs, book proposals, Um, meeting amazing people to network with in my industry. And so the opportunities that each time I start something, the opportunities that are created have been greater than the potential risks and, you know, the failures and the mistakes along the way. You mentioned failure and and mistakes. What were some key failure and mistakes that you think kind of got you to where you're at right now? I mean, I don't make mistakes, Mira. I'm perfect. That's why you're here. That's why you're on Just the boss, boss to Boss podcast. <laughs> exactly. I'm totally joking. I think that my biggest um, hurdle for myself is perfectionism and the need to create something that is exactly as I think it should be and um, having it not go out into the world until it's you know deemed perfect by me. So this is my downfall, not launching something because it wasn't good enough yet or not releasing something because it wasn't exactly how I wanted to be. And in many cases, I was leaving money on the table. And if I don't release something, I can't get feedback in order to improve on it. So it's never going to be perfect anyway. And so, you know, throughout the years, I think I've been letting go of the need to be perfect in everything 
that I do and realizing that there is so much beauty in the imperfect and being vulnerable with what you're sharing and, and, and not having to present myself in a certain way, but realizing people want to know who I am as a person, you know, mistakes and flaws and all, and not trying to be this perfect version of health. Cause I, you know, I promote food heals nutrition, but it's like, I drink a glass of wine. I eat my chocolate. I'm not perfect. And so telling people who I am and being truthful rather than just being a glossy version of myself. I think, you know, that's one of the biggest things I've learned. And that's some of the mistakes that I was making for a long time was trying to be perfect when I should actually, you know, the imperfectness is what people love about you. That's some great stuff right there. And for the for the people that don't know, the Food Heals podcast is consistently a top ranked top 25 podcast on Apple podcasts in the fitness and nutrition category. Uh, you You have to be doing something right. <laughs> well, That's thank you. Sure. Yes. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into keeping it up at the top 25. But yes, yeah, you're, we love what we do. You're at about 200 episodes now. And yep. I mean, how much time How much time do you think this is like consuming now? Is this something that you're going to eventually, it's going to take over? This is going to be your full-time thing? or? Uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I've got books in the works, courses in the works, all kinds of things. So Food Heals is really a vehicle and a platform for my other endeavors. I'm working on a film, as you mentioned in the intro. And so it is a platform for everything else that I want to do. And it's really a place where we've created this tribe who is engaged and wants to learn more from us. So I just want to create as much content as I can for them um, to learn from and for them to feel inspired by and encouraged that, you know, they can heal their bodies too. And so will it ever be my full-time job? It's 100% my full-time passion. And so I will pour more and more time and energy into it as, you know, time goes by. But I'm also very conscientious of the fact that I can't do it all and I shouldn't do it all. So I'm very into hiring people to do things better than I can and so that I can focus on my hosting duties and creating and curating the content and the interviews that I want to do, but not being bogged down in the daily tasks of social media and website development and updates and upkeep and all of that stuff I can hire other people for. And so that's something I'm very conscious of is what what am I best at? What should I keep doing and what should I let go of and let others do to create the best business I can so that I can be the best part of the business I can be? And not just speaking from for myself, but I know I'm speaking for a lot of our listeners here. How did you manage to let go of these things? Like, was there a point in your life? When did you realize that you can't do it all? Was there something? You know, I'm still realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I um, there's been different points where, um, you know, I am so perfectionist, like I said about my writing, that if I don't write every line perfectly, um, it doesn't go out. And so that was me. Uh, we released our episodes on Tuesdays, spending five hours on an email it should not take five hours to write one email that only half the people are even going to open. Right. And so mm -hmm. that was one thing that I was letting go of slowly, um, having other people write for me. And I finally found an epic writer who can just write in my voice, take over that for me. So I don't have to spend five hours on a Tuesday. I can spend 15 minutes approving an email. And so that was huge for me because it's also hard sometimes for us to let go of control. Right. But exactly. the five, the four and a half hours that I now have back is incredible. It's a space for me to create even more. And so there's moments like that all the time. And I'm still letting go of certain things. And I'm, you know, some things I'm still holding on to. Would you say it's pressure? You set like a time limit and you realize, you know, this either happens or that's it, right? 
Yeah, because, you know, I'm a to-do list person, so I'll have my to-do list. And when you can't knock five things off the to-do list because the one thing is taking up all your time that shouldn't be, that's when I know, all right, how can I outsource this or how can I solve this problem? Because my goal is to create content for people that can help them heal. And so if I'm bogged down in some website code that I don't need to be dealing with, it's time to hire a web a WordPress coder to fix that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sorry, I, I hope I'm allowed to curse. Yes, you are. <laughs> Speak your mind freely. Freely. That's what, right. that's what it's all about over here. Awesome. <laughs> well, you mentioned serial entrepreneur. And I mean, it's definitely something that you back up. I mean, you've been doing it your whole life. Do you think being a woman makes it different and this being a more male dominant uh, universe up to now, you know, for now, you feel it's making a difference? You know, this is such a good question. And I think that my experience as a woman entrepreneur and podcaster has actually been, you know, 95% positive and it's been great. And I've been able to get my foot in the door either regardless of being a woman or because I'm a woman and, you know, either one, I will take it. Um, you know, sometimes there are more opportunities for women in a male dominated, dominated field field these days because they want to hear our voices and give us equal representation. Mm -hmm. And so I'm absolutely grateful for that. On the other hand, sometimes I have been in the face of so much sexism that I'm just like, how is this even real? Like, are we in the fifties? No, I will not be in your kitchen, even though I'm doing a food show, you know what I mean? And so it has been very interesting and I know the conference that we were hanging out with recently, which I will, <laughs> which can remain nameless. So I'm not shit talking the conference, but I was confronted with that repeatedly at that conference where I'm walking around with my guy friend and he's in a suit. All the guys are coming up to him being like, Hey dude, what's up? Like, what do you do? Exchanging business cards and then looking at me and going, Oh, do you work for him? I'm like, no, you, you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> words I'm not going to say. I run a, you know, half a million dollar business and I'm proud of that. Who are you? You know? And so I don't, I don't even say those things, but in my head, I'm just thinking it's sad that because I'm a woman, I'm sometimes perceived as being someone's secretary. And I love breaking those norms. And I like it when I impress someone and show them that, you know, women are doing incredible things too. A lot of guys know, and a lot of guys don't to this day. And so I try to break that stereotype a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's very sad as well because both, you know, everybody's just as capable no matter what. That's for sure. For do, you, sure. do you think that maybe gave you a little extra drive to possibly get to where you're at? I think it always is a driving factor. Anytime that we are confronted with something, it's a reflection of what we're feeling. And so that comment wouldn't have bothered me if I didn't feel some something about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I look inside myself and I go, okay, why did that bother me? Okay, it's because somehow maybe I do feel inferior as a woman and that I have to prove myself. So it is absolutely a driving factor. So how can I turn it into something positive where I'm spreading a positive message and not spreading more negativity about and, and being like a super feminine, scary feminist that is going to turn people off, right? So it's kind of like finding that balance. Do you have a word of advice specifically for the woman audience that's listening right now? I mean, yeah, be authentic, be yourself, speak your truth, don't hold back. Um, you know, I think that I can say that with full confidence that that's what I've been doing more and more the past few years, especially having a podcast, because once you get so much practice in front of a microphone, you speaking your truth, you start doing it in real life too. So if you're shy or if you're not feeling that, 
um, you can speak up for yourself in certain male dominated situations or what any type of situation. It's like, okay, practice. How do I practice? I practice on my microphone. And then that translates into the real world. So how can you practice in your life, whether it's just with your close friends at first, whether it's just on a podcast at first, so that that starts to translate into these real world conversations? Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I mean, just myself, uh, practice does make perfect. Um, even if it's, yeah. behind, even if it's, behind, even if it's in front of a mirror, you know, just got to get out there, that's just got to do one. it. And then let's just say for the average listener, someone that's trying to make that next step now, and they're not sure, you know, do they, do they make the leap? Do they quit their nine to five? Do they get rid of this business they're doing? Cause maybe it is unhealthy for them and it's not profitable and they move on to the next. You have something that, that some sort of words of advice for them. Yeah. I mean, my gut instinct says <laughs> leave now and don't look back. <laughs> but <laughs> the practical side of me says it really depends on where you are, how torturous your nine to five is and what, you know, what other opportunities do you have? And so I love what my friend and he's an amazing author. Chris Gillibo says, don't quit your job, start a side hustle. And I think these are great words of wisdom for anyone who wants to transition into the entrepreneurial world, because these days, anyone with a passion and a smartphone can become what we call an influencer. Whether you want to start a blog, a YouTube show, a podcast, write a book, you can build a tribe and eventually monetize this as long as you're authentic and passionate about what you're doing, who you are. So if you're not ready to quit your job or you're like, it's too big of a risk and I won't be able to pay the rent if I quit, start your side hustle. Find that one thing that you are so passionate about. It could be, I don't know, photography. It could be painting. It could be um, teaching people something. What can you teach in an online course? Start that side hustle. Build up that audience. And you only need a 1,000 true fans. Kevin Kelly has this beautiful theory about a 1,000 true fans. And if they're paying you a little bit each month, you can, you know, first of all, pay your rent, but then end up, you know, making a lot more money than you're making at your nine to five. So start building something on the side. Now work on nights, work on the weekends. That's what entrepreneurs do. So you get to a comfortable place where you can let go of that job and fully, fully do it, what it is that you love, but there's no reason you can't do it. That was some great stuff. I think everybody will find that very, very <laughs> helpful. Seriously. Thank you. We made it this far, and now we're on to our favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name, because they're all taken. So the rules cool. here, you are only going to have five seconds to answer every single question. Shoot, I, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't give you all the questions beforehand on purpose, so there will be some new okay. So there will be ones you don't even know about. Okay. And let's just hope we don't go over five seconds, otherwise my producer... I don't know, swears, gonna at, me swears at me. I don't know what he does. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Your favorite book. The Universe Has Your Back and Copywriting for Podcasters by Laura Peterson. Great throw in there. Stranded on an island. What is the one item that you need? My smartphone so I can listen to podcasts and audiobooks. It's going to die eventually. Who, who, <laughs> Shoot. who, who, who was or still is your greatest mentor? Gabby Bernstein. Is entrepreneurism a fad? Absolutely not. It's growing faster than ever. Everyone can do it. Everyone should. Is voice specifically podcasts the future? Yes. Listen to Gary Vee and you will agree. What is the, what is the one item it could be something, some kind of drink, some kind of food item that makes you who you are, that gives you that edge. Green smoothies. 
any specific specific ingredients you uh, throw in there that that are the key secret ingredients that we all want to know about? Banana, Organifi, green powder, almond milk or oat milk, um, kale, strawberries, whatever berries I have on hand. Is this five seconds to uh, <laughs> everything green? <laughs> <laughs> and you survived. Nobody came down here. I'm still alive. Uh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> that was fun. I like that round. <laughs> yeah, no, those are uh, – any question you want to elaborate on? Like maybe uh, – this one, everybody always, everybody has a different answer and a different point of view, but entrepreneurism being a fad, you said no way. Um, because of, because of smartphones, period. I mean, it's like, this is the future. This is where we're going. Like you said, is audio, you know, and especially podcast, the future. Yes, it is because audio is passive. And so we can be multitasking while we're listening to audio. We can be driving, we can be running, we can be at the gym, we can be doing dishes, we can be cleaning our house. There are so many things. I mean, probably your listeners right now are multitasking. No one just sits there and listen to a podcast. So they're doing something. And so (laughs) audio is the future because of that. And, um, entrepreneurism or entrepreneurship is the future because look at all of these millennials who are making a name for themselves on their Instagram accounts. And you can do that too. I don't care if you're a millennial or if you're 60 years old, you can do this, right? You can teach, you can inspire, you can educate, and you can create a brand and a business doing that. There are so many revenue, you know, ways to get revenue, passive income streams that you can create, digital courses, um, sponsorships, affiliate relationships, all of these things once you become an influencer. And you don't have to have a lot of followers to become an influencer in your niche. And therefore, because of that reason, entrepreneurship is not dead. Look at Shark Tank and the Apple show and all of these shows that are, you know, spearheading and showing, showcasing these wonderful entrepreneurs. They're inspiring other people to start their own businesses, brick and mortar businesses, all of this stuff. It's not going away. It's only going to get bigger and better. All right. You heard it here, folks. Uh, I, no, I, 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 I do have some mixed feelings about certain parts of it, but yeah, here we are. That's, that's on for, that's for another time. <laughs> oh no, that, that was some great stuff. And where, where can we find you? Where can all the listeners find you? What's the best spot to look you up, your website? Sure. The podcast, you can find everything at foodhealsnation.com. And if you want to take a free podcast course, if that's something that interests you, um, I have a beta course set up. It's at www.lushlifeacademy.com. Just create a free account. And when you sign in, there will be a tab called free courses. And you can learn all about how we marketed and monetize our podcast. And I give that away for free because I want people to know what's possible. And many of the principles that we did for the podcast can also apply to YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff as well. So I love sharing that information with everyone. Well, that's wonderful. I uh, got to check that out myself. I, uh, yeah, feel didn't, free. didn't even know about that. So yeah, you heard it here, everybody. That's foodhealsnation.com. You can get all the links yep. to all the good stuff there. And then, you know, on, on Apple, Google, you could always, uh, you could still always search for Food Heals Podcast or check out their Instagram page. I know that's, that's very active. Yeah, everything's at Food Heals Nation, social media. Okay, perfect. Awesome, everybody. And uh, where, where could we uh, where could we expect you next? What's uh, what's the next big thing? What uh, what's the plan? <laughs> I've got a couple of speaking gigs. You can join me in Vegas at NAB. You can join me at New Media Summit in San Diego. I'll be at Podcast Movement in Philadelphia. Um, what else am I doing? I will be. You can come on our Italy retreat. It's a wellness retreat in June. I have a Rise and Bloom Mastermind in Los Angeles in April. You know, everything's on the website, so feel free to join us any of those places. Okay. Well, you heard it here, everybody. 
uh, go to foodhealsnation.com or any any type of uh, social media outlet. Allison, it's, yeah. been, a, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a, I think it was a really fun episode. Pleasure to have you on. Me too. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now.